Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that brings you deep dive interviews with the motorcycle industry insiders and racers that make the sport move. I'm host Dale Spangler, and this week I have a special episode for you where I'll share some of my experiences attending the 2023 Harley-Davidson CBO press intro in Milwaukee and in conjunction with its 120th anniversary celebration and homecoming festival. This episode is brought to you by Moto America. See the fastest racing on two wheels. It's Moto America Superbikes at Brainerd, July 28th through the 30th, with six classes including Superbikes, Supersport, Stock 1000, Junior Cup, King of the Baggers, and the Women's Build Train Race Series. It's fun for the entire family, with kids under 12 free with a paying adult, and available VIP packages for the ultimate fan experience. It's Moto America Superbikes at Brainerd, July 28th through the 30th. Reserve your tickets and a camping spot today at MotoAmerica.com. Let's get started. Well, no guests this week. Um, Decided to produce another uh, special episode for you. And uh, as I mentioned in the opening, I was able to attend the 2023 Harley-Davidson CVO press intro last week in Milwaukee which happened to coincide with the company's 120th anniversary celebration and homecoming festival. And so I was invited, I guess it was probably about a month ago, I got an email from Jason Marker over at rideapart.com and asked if I was interested in going to this press intro. And so a little bit of quick research on what CVO models are, and it was an emphatic yes. I'm like, sign me up. So Uh, CVO, which by the way, stands for Custom Vehicle Operations. So these are some of Harley's top of the line custom motorcycles that are just absolutely incredible. And so all kinds of things happening. Bikers came from all over the world. In some cases, many even rode from places like, you know, Argentina and South America, where they started months ago riding this way just so they could be in Milwaukee during these dates and attend the uh, anniversary celebration and uh, homecoming festival, which this homecoming festival, pretty darn cool concept. It's kind of like a Lollapalooza type thing, if you guys remember that back in the day. Music, 
BMX, all that kind of fun stuff. Well, this particular one is basically a motorcycle festival with music, great bands, Green Day, Foo Fighters, Nitro Circus, Freestyle Riders, Wall of Death. I mean, just lots of really cool things to, to get people pumped up and excited. You know, the rumble was everywhere, ever present throughout the time that I spent there. It was just uh, really kind of infectious, just exciting to be around, just just fellow bikers. And so just to kind of experience that level of biker culture that I had never experienced before. I'm just an old dirt biker. And so I haven't really spent a lot of time on, you know, the dirt. Even crazier is the fact that I had never ridden a Harley-Davidson motorcycle in my entire life. I know that seems impossible. I've been 30 years now in the industry. The first time I get to ride one, I ride one of their CVO motorcycles. So it couldn't have been any cooler. Um, these things retail for around 42999 I think, is the new CVO models. So it kind of gives you an idea that these are definitely, uh, they're kind of high-end models that are just, uh, God, they're just beautiful motorcycles. So Again, we'll get to that a little bit more, but let's start off with just a little bit of a recap of just, uh, you know, some of the events and things that happened upon my arrival on Wednesday. Uh, yeah, shuttled over to the hotel in downtown Milwaukee, absolutely gorgeous hotel that had just opened up. I think it was called The Trade, and it had just opened up literally like three weeks ago. And so it was brand new, smelled, still smelled like paint inside, but gorgeous modern hotel. And of course, the first thing I saw were probably like 60 or 70 motorcycles lined up across the street. There was this uh, kind of arena across from the hotel that I believe it's for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, but they all had covers on it because it was raining when we arrived. So it's just, you see these kind of mysterious bikes all out front and it's just, I knew it was going to be a good week just from my first impression of that. And so I was super excited, had a little evening get together on Wednesday night, got to know some of the media people that were going to be in attendance and uh, there's a bunch of YouTubers. Um, yeah, really kind of an interesting, eclectic mix of, of media and influencer type people, videographers. And so it was great. Yeah, I got to meet some of them. And uh, that was pretty much it for that night. We were up early the next day on Thursday. First thing we got to do is, well, after breakfast and everything, we had a little riders meeting, all that good stuff. Got to pick out the CVO bike that I was going to ride. And for me, I like the looks of the street glide. It has a little bit lower handlebars. The fairing's kind of a little shorter as well. So I chose the Street Glide. I thought it was the cooler looking of the two bikes compared to the Road Glide. I chose the Whiskey Neat colorway, which is, wow, absolutely gorgeous. You can just imagine kind of this rich kind of bourbon color. I don't know, smoky orange, if you want to even call it that. But gorgeous colorway. And so, yeah, I got the bike picked out. I was going to be in, uh, there was two waves each day of 10 riders each. So I think there was 20 CVO bikes for media to ride. And there was four days of actual rides. So there was a lot going on. So each day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, there was two separate groups of 10 journalists each. These were journalists that came from all over the world. I mean, it's just unbelievable amount. There was probably on the list I saw, there's about 50 people invited. Again, all walks of life all parts of the world. Uh, I was in group number two on my street glide, and uh, each of the groups was to be led by factory Harley-Davidson King of the Baggers racers, Kyle and Travis Wyman, along with their younger brother, Cody. Each of the meteorites was a 130-mile loop on the outskirts of Milwaukee. We kind of went up the north coast for a little ways and went by the uh, Road America Raceway Facility. And uh, they kind of looped our way back down, did some highway miles. 
And uh, so, yeah, it was like a full day of riding the Street Guide CVO. And another odd fact was, is this was the first world launch of a product like this by Harley Davidson since 2019. Just basically about four years since they've had a major launch like this of a product where they invited media, you know, journalists into town to kind of get wine and dined and check out the vehicles. And I also learned around this time that the concept of these grand touring motorcycles came about during the interstate system. So back when uh, more and more highways were being built, you know, there really wasn't much of a road system at the time. As more of these roads were being built, people started to explore and ride into other states on motorcycles. As a result, Harley came up with this grand touring concept and uh, yeah, it was kind of born from there. And so this particular launch, the CVO, again, this stands for Custom Vehicle Operations. Harley launched this division, the CVO division, in 1999. They've been producing these unique limited production motorcycles ever since. What's cool about these is these motorcycles represent the pinnacle of Harley-Davidson style and design. They have premium, attention-getting finishes, unbelievable outsized performance, exceptional components, and advanced technology. As HD kind of states, this is, quote, attention to detail that borders on obsessive. And after riding this bike and, and being able to be up close and see it, touch it, feel it, it it's absolutely incredible. Motorcycle, it's beautiful. I feel like every piece is like kind of like a piece of art. Pretty incredible to look at. So a huge part, you know, according to Harley, a huge part of the goal of the new CVO concept for 2023 was to differentiate it from older models by creating a more modernized look with cleaner, more muscular styling. So, I mean, what does that mean? Well, you know, the lines that they kind of put into, whether it was just the gas tank or the shape of the fairing, I mean, everything that they did was purposely thought out to either kind of advance uh, comfort, to advance look, to advance performance. You know, things like uh, Harley has best-in-class paint schemes that are hand-painted, um, each tank having a unique, one-off, beautiful deep finish. I mean, we, we, we sat through a presentation on this and just every little detail was just like, wow, I can't believe how much they put into this and how long they had to have been working on it. So another example, the new cooling system on the CVO allows the engine to run up to 60 degrees cooler, which when you're sitting in traffic, 60 degree difference, it's a noticeable difference. And so after I rode the CVO, I was able to ride uh, another another bike from Harley uh, for the next couple of days. And I noticed the difference, uh, you know, like there, there was definitely a lot hotter on the model that I ended up riding on day two. Something else, things like the 12.3 inch gorgeous screen that they use on the CVO has easy to read fonts, enough contrast to be able to read it while you're in bright conditions, touch screen. I mean, it's just massive, you know, like class leading infotainment system that allows you to, you know, crank music, um, navigate, make on the fly adjustments with, you know, like the power delivery settings, different modes like sport mode, road mode, rain mode. And so basically just about every part on this motorcycle is updated, I believe, minus the frame. So as a result of all this, you know, looking into every detail on the motorcycle, they were able to whittle these bikes down. The CVO Street Guide itself was 31 pounds lighter than 2022 editions, whereas the Road Glide model is 35 pounds lighter than the model year 2022 edition. 35 pounds is a lot. 
And uh, pretty incredible to think that they have were able to kind of go in there and shed that much weight off of one of these motorcycles in just one year. Again, just to kind of recap, Harley's design ethos for these uh, CVO models is the biggest and best of everything. Uh, it's a bike that's unique, somewhat exclusive. And if uh, you're the type of person that loves riding these bigger style bikes, these bagger type bikes, you know, these are the bikes with the latest and greatest of everything from Harley. And you can't really go wrong with the CVO. Granted, yes, they're not cheap, but it's a turnkey custom motorcycle that you can hop on and ride. And it's got everything you would ever possibly need in a motorcycle that you're going to cover long distances with um, in style and comfort. So again, these things start at $42,999, which, wow, I don't think I've even bought a car that's that expensive ever. So there's that. So what are my riding impressions of the 2023 Harley-Davidson CVO models? Well, again, I only rode the Street Glide, which they're basically the same other than, you know, the fairing and handlebar and some other subtle differences. But for the most part, they're, they're, they're very much the same. Again, it's, it's embarrassing for me to admit. It's even harder for me to believe that this was the, you know, the first Harley-Davidson motorcycle I'd ever ridden in my life. And so I didn't even really know what to expect going into it. You know, despite working in the power sports industry for the last 30 years, somehow I had never ridden a Harley Davidson. And so my first ride is a CVO. So <laughs> straight to the top, you know, which is even more incredible. This bike, I can't say enough. It's a gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous motorcycle. Impressive with massive power, uh, balanced, lightweight feel. I was really blown away with that aspect of it. You know, like when I first took off, I kind of just coasted a little bit. I want to see how the bike felt balance-wise. And I felt like I could just cruise along in first gear, barely moving, and comfortably balance the motorcycle without having to be stiff and fight the bike one bit. It felt light. You know, I, I really honestly couldn't believe how light the bike felt for being such a huge motorcycle. The controls were a little bit intimidating for me at first because there was so much going on. After a while, I got used to that too, but everything just worked like really well. And of course, the next level uh, infotainment system, which it's the first thing you see when you hop on. It's just this beautiful 12.3 inch screen. And after kind of playing around with it for a little bit, you get used to it pretty quickly. But when I first started riding the bike, um, I was a bit intimidated, you know, like I said, with my lack of familiarity with the bike controls. Um, the motorcycle also had floorboards, which is something I'd never ridden with either. Again, like I said, I'm an old dirt biker, so I'm used to just basic, you know, old school foot pegs. And so that was a little bit of an adjustment too, being able to use a toe and heel shifter and then have your feet on the boards where if I had my preference, I'd probably just run foot pegs just because I like the ride on the balls of my feet. You're able to kind of tip the bike when you're on the balls of your feet, use your legs to steer and control the motorcycle. And so I don't, it felt a little odd, felt a little like a fish out of water with the floorboards, but you know, again, over time, I got used to it a little bit and uh, wasn't really a big deal. I thought maybe, you know, because this thing was so filled with technology things, there's just too many bells and whistles for me. You know, it was a little bit, again, intimidating for me at first. I think from my more analog dirt bike riding past, after I kind of got used to it, I feel like some muscle memory kicked in and the controls became pretty much second nature to where, you know, I felt comfortable. I, I was able to use the left-hand controls for the uh, infotainment navigation without even really having to look down in some cases, you know, being able to use it with my thumb. And so once I got used to it, felt really great. As far as the engine, first thing I noticed, grabbing a handful of throttle with this bike was just neck snapping acceleration. 
So they have this Milwaukee 8 VVT 121 motor that puts out 8% more torque and 9.5% more horsepower than the Milwaukee 117 engine. So the 2023 model with the VVT motor has um, has an 11 4 to 1 compression ratio. It puts out 139 foot-pounds of torque at 3,000 RPM. And Harley claims the CVO models put out 115 horsepower at 4,500 RPM. So as you can see, there's plenty of, plenty of power with this 121 motor at 115 horsepower. If you need to get on the gas and make a pass, no problem with this thing. And just a quick snap of the wrist. And I mean, there's a few times where I looked down and I was definitely going beyond the speed limit without even realizing it in a matter of seconds. So that part was <laughs> exhilarating to say the least. So Harley describes the uh, the exhaust note on the CVO as intoxicating, and I would have to agree with that. I mean, obviously, that's one of their biggest things they're known for is their sound, you know, that, that particular sound, that roaring V-twin with the opposing pistons, just, you know, like that rumble. And so when you combine that sound with the rumble of the bikes, the feel, the vibration, you know, like the, the road noise, all of that combined, it just, it really is an intoxicating sound and feeling really. And uh, again, between the, the chassis vibration and the, the sound, the exhaust note, man, it just made for us a pleasant sensory experience. Beyond the lovely sound though, the power and acceleration, again, by that Milwaukee 8 VVT 121 motor just made navigating traffic and everything simple, quick twist of the right wrist and you're down the road. Comfort-wise, Gosh, I, I was really impressed with with that aspect of it because I've you know I haven't done a lot of long distance riding, but I could tell just from that 130 miles we did on Thursday that I could ride this bike for a long ways. I mean that the comfort of the seat, I didn't get any hot spots, any weird things like that. The handlebars, again, I chose the Street Glide, which had the lower handlebars, comfortable handlebars, the grips, levers. Front brake levers adjustable, by the way. You can kind of adjust the throw of the lever. So I actually adjusted. I like mine farther away from my fingers. So little ergonomic things like that, that they, they it seemed like they just thought of every little detail. But again, look, the way the windscreen was built, it didn't directly cover my my head. Like my head actually stuck above the screen. But the, the way that the, uh, the bat wing fairing was created, I got full coverage in my hands to where like if it was cold weather, I wouldn't have even felt a thing because I didn't get any wind at all whatsoever on my hands because of the way they built this, you know, bat wing fairing. But yeah, and then there's even a little vent in the fairing that allows you to adjust the air that's blown on you and you can adjust it to the point where like if your head's buffeting at all, you can tweak it to where, I mean, I got to where I could go down the road at 75 and not have any head buffeting. My chest wasn't moving. My jacket wasn't blowing up. My hands were covered. Just super comfortable, like well thought out design to where this thing, you could ride it all day long, you know, in comfort. You don't get as tired, you know, like when you're not fighting wind, uh, you're not, you know, suspension and everything. Everything was super comfortable where I feel like I could ride that thing for, you know, 500 mile day. And uh, that's something that I've rarely done in my life and I'm not used to doing. But I was impressed with that. And it kind of made me understand the allure of these big bikes and riding them long distances because, it's easy to ride that far when you have a bike that's as powerful, as comfortable, just straight up fun. And so, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with that, the comfort uh, features on the bike. And uh, I would have liked to spend a little more time with this 12.3-inch infotainment system. 
you know, with only one day on the bike, I just chose to focus more on the riding and handling impressions and the characteristics and not get too, you know, bogged down with all the, the finite details. You know, like everything other part on these these motorcycles, they, you know, they up the ante with this infotainment system with the super clean, intuitive and functional system that, uh, man, it just has everything anyone would probably ever need um, to be able to carry along all their electronics, help them navigate, just everything in general. So after a day on the CVO, my overall impression is this, the combination of power, comfort, I was hooked right away. But overall, I think my biggest impression was that I came away with a better understanding of the allure of these big motorcycles. And so I get it now, you know, like I see why someone is willing to ride across the country to go to Sturgis, you know, because riding these bikes, it's fun. It's about being with your buddies, being with your friends, riding as a group maybe, but doing it in comfort and style. Again, these things are made for all day comfort, long days in the saddle. I mean, this thing just is, I uh, can't say enough about how much fun I had on this bike. And um, overall, I'd say this bike really changed my impressions of the Harley Davidson brand. I feel like it opened my eyes, you know, experiencing the culture and everything else on top of riding this motorcycle. I, I feel like I just became a Harley Davidson fan overnight, you know, and I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people the first time they ride a bike like this. And so I encourage more people, if they have opportunities out there to take one of these demo rides, you know, try some of these different bikes because- like me, I think you might be surprised at how much you really love the motorcycle. And so me being a little bit bigger guy, I, I think these bikes actually fit me really well. And, it, you know, it gave me, it was confidence inspiring, you know? And so after my initial apprehension about riding this big motorcycle and being scared of tipping it over, and, you know, I really, really enjoyed myself on the motorcycle and had fun taking in the scenery and, you know, riding with the rest of the journalists and, and uh, having a good time. So... That was my experience on Thursday, riding the uh, 2023 Harley-Davidson CVO Street Glide. What a motorcycle. Can't believe uh, that was the first time I ever rode one once again. Crazy. We'll get back to the conversation in one moment. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, on Friday, after riding the CVO on Thursday, on Friday, we were treated to a couple of private tours, the first being the Harley-Davidson Powertrain Operations Facility. After that, an even more exclusive private tour of HD's Top Secret Product Development Center. And uh, I was surprised to learn that they rarely ever give any kind of tours of the Product Development Center. It's kind of just one of those facilities where like, you know, you have to have a key card to get in. You have to have a key card to get out. So it's like a Fort Knox-like facility where Harley-Davidson conducts all of its research, develops future models, future technology, future features. You know, you name it, they do it at that facility. Can't say enough about how impressive that facility was. But first, to back up, we went to the powertrain operations facility first, mid-morning or so. And this is another massively impressive facility that encompasses 1 million square feet of floor space. And uh, according to our tour guide there, he said it's about one quarter of a mile from one end of the actual production floor to the other end. 
So, I mean, I couldn't even see the other end. There's machines in every direction. And uh, this particular powertrain operations facility is the home of the Big Twin, Milwaukee 8, and Sportster powertrains. It's seriously impressive to, to be able to walk around and see some of these Harley-Davidson employees and their level of commitment um, to craftsmanship. You know, just taking a huge amount of pride in every little thing that is done for a motorcycle every finite little detail and task that needs to be done, they do it on these facilities. And so I couldn't believe that uh, 1 million square feet just for a powertrain operations facility. They're on the cutting edge. You know, it may not seem like it sometimes. You think of their bikes as being older in some cases, but after riding the CVO, they're heading in the right direction as far as making bikes that are true to their, you know, like their heritage as far as style, but they're embracing technology and moving the needle forward as far as how motorcycles perform, you know, basically increasing the fun factor, the comfort factor, just making it easier for people who want to go ride a motorcycle because these bikes are comfortable. So after the powertrain uh, operations tour, again, we went to the super secret product development center. I was pretty honored to be able to say that I, you know, was able to go on one of these tours. One of the most impressive things though, uh, we were able to visit a room called an indoor pass-by test room. It had to have been probably 50-foot high ceilings and then maybe by a 50-foot wide. It was an acoustic room that was designed to absorb sound, all the sound in the room. So when you first walked in, it was like dead quiet. And these indoor pass-by test rooms are used as a way to troubleshoot exterior vehicle noise in a controlled environment. And so in this particular case, Harley uses this space for vehicle sound and exhaust noise level testing for each model. And in some cases, they even do it for specific countries. Like if there's a certain decibel level they need to reach to be acceptable, to be legal in Brazil, then Harley-Davidson builds those models for Brazil to meet that sound test. And so I had no idea that Harley-Davidson goes to that extent to be able to, to make sure each model that goes to each country is tuned for that particular level of sound. To me, that was just one example of just how far the company is willing to go to make things to the best of their ability. Pretty cool to be able to see that facility. Some of the suspension testing facilities they have too, where they put the, the motorcycle through its paces minus wheels beats on the suspension, you kind of get an idea where they can see how this suspension is going to wear and tear over the course of time in a more sped up manner using this machine. And so there's so much stuff in that facility, like I can't even remember probably half of it, but everything that I did see was super impressive. So after our private tours, though, we uh, hopped on our bikes and uh, headed back downtown to the hotel. And after a little bit of a break, we all met up for dinner at a place called the Milwaukee County War Memorial, which is this, this beautiful building right down on the lake adjacent to Veterans Park where the homecoming festival was happening and the music and uh, Nitro Circus and all that. And so we got to have this gorgeous dinner overlooking the lake. The cult was playing. So uh, on this beautiful terrace overlooking Lake Michigan, we had a view of the music stage and got to listen to the cult play while we ate dinner. After that, some of the group... Uh, headed over to the main stage to see Green Day play. But for me, I'm not much of a big Green Day fan, so I ended up deciding to, I was pretty beat after that. I'd had enough, and so I went back a little early, decided to save my energy for the, the next day. And the uh, the Foo Fighters show, who I was super excited about seeing, never seen him before. So woke up on Saturday, and 
The first thing we did was attend a panel discussion at the Harley-Davidson Museum between CEO, Harley-Davidson CEO, Joachim Zeitz, and uh, Bill and Karen Davidson. And so it was fun to hear them tell stories and, you know, reminisce about, you know, the good old days and, you know, things from the past. And, you know, one thing that really stood out to me that they talked quite a bit about was they, they all agreed that one of the most significant and important things that happened in the company's history was when they bought the company back from AMF. And if uh, those of you out there may remember the AMF brand from the probably from the 70s and 80s, I think they made bowling balls, bowling pins. And so for them, that was one of the major things uh, in, in the history of the brand that, you know, kind of changed the course of things. You know, like buy, the buyback of Harley Davidson from AMF was a stressful time, according to them. But it also was the period where the, an American icon was saved. And so, you know, if that wouldn't have happened, who knows if there would even still be a Harley Davidson brand today. And so that was interesting to note. After this... Uh, panel discussion, we were actually treated to a private tour of the Harley-Davidson Museum. If you happen to ever be in the Milwaukee area, I definitely highly recommend you stop and take a tour of the, you know, the Harley-Davidson Museum. It's a must-see place for anyone who's inter interested in motorcycles. Um, yeah, we got, a, we got a great tour of the facility, VIP tour, where we actually got to go into the basement and see some of the archives of motorcycles that were in storage and uh, not necessarily on display. And so we saw some old, cool old bikes, like some of the Harley dirt bikes from back in the day. And I was like, I'd forgotten about those, but man, it was funny to look at all, some of the different models that they produced. And uh, it was definitely an amazing showcase of the brand's history. After the uh, museum tour, we had a little break in the day and I thought it was, you know, it's time to relax and enjoy some of the homecoming festival activities at Veterans Park. And so I walked over to the park with Derek uh, from Vana Magazine and uh, we kind of cruised around and took in some of the Nitro Circus freestyle demo, listened to some music, checked it out. More than anything, just, some, just did some amazing people watching with such an eclectic mix of people dressed in all different ways. And, you know, some of that classic biker style, some more punk rocky, you know, like you name it. It was just, like I said, a, a real interesting mix of old and young. It was just kind of uh, fascinating to, you know, watch all the people and even watching all the bikes ride. I mean, I, I stood on the side of the road a couple of times just watching bikes go by and, you know, seeing who these people are and seeing husbands and wives riding their own bikes together. And so it was just, it was kind of a, a refreshing, pleasant experience. Pretty neat to know that there was that many people at this event because of motorcycles. There were quite a few bands that played uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there were bands. Some of the bands that played were, uh, like I said, we got to see The Cult on Friday, but other bands were uh, Fantagram, Green Day on Friday. And then on Saturday, as I mentioned, I was Joan Jett, uh, White Reaper, Cody Jinks, and of course, the Foo Fighters closing out the festival on Saturday, which was such a good show. It just seemed like a fitting end to the week. You know, it was kind of infectious. You know, everybody was kind of singing along, dancing, having a good time. For those of you out there who might be interested in attending, you know, one of these uh, homecoming festivals, uh, Harley Davidson announced that starting in 2024, the Harley Homecoming Festival is going to be an annual event. And uh, with every five years staying as anniversary celebrations. If you live in Milwaukee, lucky you. You're going to get to see cool bands, hang out with bikers on a yearly basis. And as a bonus, uh, the 2024 homecoming event, 
Harley has decided it's going to be a celebration of the life of Willie G. Davidson and the impact his life has had on the iconic brand's history. So if you're thinking about coming to this, start your plans now to attend the Harley-Davidson Homecoming Festival in 2024 as it's scheduled tentatively for July 25th through the 28th, 2024. So pretty cool things happening there for Harley-Davidson. So I'll give you a few final observations as I wrap up this episode. One thing that really stood out to me during Saturday's panel discussion was when Bill Davidson said, form follows function, but both report to emotion. And after thinking about this, it really just kind of stood out to me because you know, after three days in Milwaukee, I was just impressed with the worldwide appeal of the Harley-Davidson brand. I mean, CEO uh, Joaquin Zeitz mentioned that he was he's thrilled to meet riders from all over North and South America who'd ridden their motorcycles to Milwaukee specifically to attend. I mean, that just says a lot. Again, like there's people riding from all over the U.S., from far reaches of South America. I saw jackets of clubs from Mexico and Italy and Japan. And I mean, it just literally people came from all over the world to come to this event, which says a lot about the appeal of the brand. Again, for me, it was, you know, one ride. All it took for me to understand that this company is a master at tapping into this emotional appeal. And they just have this ability to create lifelong enthusiasts that don't think twice about, you know, things like putting a tattoo on their body. You know, I mean, I feel like you know you're a brand that's world recognized when you have people that are willing to tattoo the logo of the brand on their body. Observing this, you know, this enthusiasm of thousands of loyal customers over the course of three days in one location, uh, on top of riding this incredible, you know, 2023 CVO Street Glide. I mean, it just became clear to me that emotion is one of the primary drivers of Harley Davidson's decision making and also just what drives the brand. I mean, it's it's all about emotional appeal. When you combine the sound, the feel, and just the culture of Harley Davidson, it's it's hard not to understand that appeal. Well, after 120 years, the company continues to evolve alongside the demand for its classic styles and modern technology. I don't know, like the CVO, it really just changed my outlook. Um, and then things like their live wire division, which, you know, we saw the new uh, Del Mar on display. And God, it's just a, such a beautiful motorcycle. And from what I understand, it's uh, scary fast. So Harley is thinking ahead. They're, they're not being afraid to innovate, evolve, change. And from my experience, it seems like the city of Milwaukee loves the Harley Davidson brand. I saw a lot of smiling, happy faces, people waving at us when we were out riding the motorcycles. And so I kind of feel like the Harley Davidson brand, probably like the Green Bay Packers, it's, it's, it's like a, you know, it's a Wisconsin institution, something that people are super proud of um, to be associated with and, and, you know, associating it with Wisconsin in general and Milwaukee. I guess my final observations, Harley is a brand that continues to evolve. Like I said, it seems to be becoming this melting pot of riders, male and female from every walk of life every ethnicity, it doesn't really matter. It's just, it's kind of a great equalizer. You can ride a Harley no matter what. Um, the sound, look, feel, and experience of riding a Harley-Davidson motorcycle is just, uh, I don't know, I, I get it now, you know, after going through the experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I really look forward to uh, next year already. I mean, I had such a great time in Milwaukee. It's a good vibe in that city and good times. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this recap of my Harley-Davidson 2023 CVO press intro and recap of the uh, anniversary celebration and homecoming festival experience. 
I hope to get to go on some more of these press intros in the future. And uh, yeah, good times and uh, great company. And uh, Jen Hoyer absolutely just worked tirelessly to, to make this event happen and, and keep us all organized and like herding cats. And I can only imagine how stressful it was for her, but everything seemed to go off really smoothly. And uh, a big thanks to them for allowing me to come along and, and be a part of this intro and experience everything that Harley Davidson is really all about. Well, that's it for this episode, everyone. I appreciate you listening and tuning in. And uh, I hope you'll be back next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, Follow Pit Pass Moto on your favorite podcast listening app so you never miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review our show. We'd greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on social media or visit pitpassmotorsports.com where you can listen to the past episodes and check out the new Pit Pass Motorsports blog powered by Podium Life, featuring articles and industry news focused exclusively on two-wheel and four-wheel motorsports. Head to pitpassmotorsports.com to check it out. I'm Dale Spangler. I hope you'll join us next week for another episode of Pit Pass Moto. Thanks for listening. Stay ahead of the pack with the latest racing news and interviews from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Your source for regional racing action as well as the national scene. Every week, we recap racing action from all around Northwest Ohio and Southeast Michigan and cover national racing series from the world of outlaws to NASCAR. Plus, get all the latest racing news. Join hosts Scott Hammer and Ron Miller, along with different featured guests each week. From dirt to asphalt, we have you covered. The Hammerdown Racing Report, available weekly on your favorite podcasting platform.